This episode is sponsored by the Mighty Mighty Iron Galaxy. We make lots of games. You might even like a few. Follow us on Twitter at I to the G. That's I-T-O-T-H-E-G. Oh, top of the morning to you, Chief. It's far into afternoon. That's a f***ing figure of speech, Chief. What do we got here? Looks like a simple accident, sir. It's a male, 1.15 meters tall, approximately 790 years old. Looks like he fell and cracked his head on a rock while out for a run or something. Have you taken a look at the body at all? No, they're just finishing taking pictures. Let's go take a look. Aye. Looks as if his injury's consistent with a fall right here. As if the ragged rascal were running round these rugged rocks. Looks like an open and shut case, Chief. I'll tell the boys to start wrapping up. Oh, hang on there a second. Lift up his wee waistcoat. And okay. Chief, look at this. That looks like a stab wound. Plenty of fresh blood around it. He was stabbed before he fell. Aye, looks like our Johnny O'Doe's death was no accident. Looks like he was Darby O'Killed. This episode of CS Irish brought to you by Grandma Wiggle's Pickle Sniffins. If it's got to sniff like a pickle, it's got to sniff like Grandma Wiggle. Tonight's special guest, Irish Tea. We found his pot of gold not too far from his body, so we can rule out robbery as a motive. So wait, you're saying that they killed him and didn't rob him? Man, you can keep this timeless isle of magic. We appreciate your help coming all the way from New York, but... You gotta understand, we do things a wee bit different here. If you say so, Chief, but we're back in a room full of nerds and computers. This is exactly the way it goes in the UFA. Which one of y'all's got the next piece of information that we gotta follow up on? Well, take a look at this computer screen right here, and you can see the thread of the brains that are large, and they just go with everything in the world can tell you fing need you. Enhance. 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 I don't even know what I'm supposed to see at this point. Usually I say it three times and it's clear as daylight. Man, I could have told you that from the beginning. So wait, you're saying that he has scratches and blue flame scorch marks on his lapel? Yeah, it sounds familiar to me, too. Come on, Chief. I know where we need to go. All right, Chief. We got a subject in room three. It didn't come easily, but we got him. Looks like your face is a little red there. Yeah, he f***ing slapped me. Gaggling the whole time. Why don't you go in and try and coax a confession out of him? I'll be waiting in the observation room. Aye. Hey there, Jackie boy. Screw you, pig! 
That's right, Jackie. Screw me, eh? You got quite a rap sheet here. You've been a very naughty boy. Oh, it seems like you like frightening girls. Give them a bit of a scare, a bit of a squeeze. As long as you get your taste right, Jackie boy. Why don't you go suck on a donut? I got sad news for you there, Jackie. There are no girls in prison where you're going. Think about that. All right, it was me. I did it. I did it all along. It was me. I thought it was a, it was a wee girl. It was, it was an accident. I, I swear it. I thought it was a girl. I went, a wee, wee grab. It just, and then my cross just slapped in right into it. It's so tiny. I never grabbed a, a wee tiny. I thought it did. What's going to happen to me? All right, Jackie. I want you to write everything on this notepad exactly as it happened. Aye, aye. And I'll see if maybe we can cut some sort of deal with the DA for you as it was an accident, maybe. Oh, aye, aye. But I won't lie to you. You're probably going to do jail time for this. Oh, no, I don't. I know you can't. I don't like authorities. I don't. Chief, that good enough for you? Good work, O'Malley. Thanks, Chief. Of course, he's not taking it so well. Aye, looks like his world just got sham rocked. Oh, not before again! Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you! Hey, everybody. Bit <laughs> of good news, but to bad news. It's sort of a mixed bag, as it were. Uh, oh, right. First off, <laughs> bad news. Bad news. We're sober. Womp well, womp. Uh, so, uh, good news, it's not my fault. It, this one's all on me. Incredibly Tell us more me. of your treacherous physiology, Flora. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I wish I knew... So, anyways, here's the deal. We were going to record this past weekend. Uh, the day that we were going to record... A day set in infamy. We, we actually planned uh, for our hangovers. Yeah. My body decides to reject the idea of me existing. Yeah. You you just got the hangover without ever having drank. I got I, I got what I, what I got last year the day after. <laughs> the day of. It was so weird. I had some stuff to do during the day. Uh, but nothing really out of the ordinary. I don't know what caused this, but I had a migraine. I had fever. I threw up. Yeah. I was I was gone. I thought I was going to be able to power through it. That was the, it's called they call that the shit show trifecta. It it really was. Yeah, you hit the bingo card on that one. It really was. Anyway, yeah, it 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 completely just leveled me. Yeah. So but good news. We we made a promise to you, we did. the listener. We are going to get can smashed for next week's episode. Yeah. So just know that we will do this. Just unfortunately, we're not going to make Flora drink if he's sick. Come on. We're not animals. Well, yeah, I I wasn't able to to function. Yeah. Like I I wouldn't have even... There, there could be no lights on in here yeah. for us to do it. And, and Dave just gets real pissy when there's no lights on. So pissy. <laughs> Sorry, so, I like proper illumination, bro. Sorry, everybody. Oh. I, I apologize. Uh, I know that's it's a disappointment. 
<sighs> I don't know. I mean, maybe they were like, oh, thank God, because that, that was just so much to take. We are, even if you hated it, so don't listen to next week's because we're going to be <laughs> shit-faced. That's right. But I'll tell you this. We'll be sailing on the ship with a certain captain you know and love. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Thunder sound. Bringing it back. It's the pride of America. And a thunder sound. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, anyways, hope everybody's doing great. We're yeah. back uh, on, on the saddle, in the saddle, on the horse. In the horse. Four more seasons. Oh, season four. Season Kickoff. Four. Season four. Hooray. You might have noticed a new website. Yes. You may have. Or or at least a revamped website. Yeah. yeah we're, we, we've launched the new website. So uh, I know that we had a couple of particularly astute listeners noticing the interim. I I mean, I really leaned on Flora for the, the shitty little 90s gif of the stick man digging to be honest i couldn't find it well yeah it doesn't exist you'd have to find like an aol trial disc <laughs> pardon everybody's got that somewhere um usually as a coaster right yeah now. exactly but uh things are back uh our store is is almost ready to open the doors yeah we have we did some okay so uh, t-shirt talk with your hosts dave and david um we're we are making t-shirts like like literally doing it. We have done our test run t-shirts. I have worn a t-shirt oh, made by us. How about that? Um and so cuz we we're not it looks fantastic. It does. It looks awesome. We're doing a couple more tests. I mean like we're 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 worried, you know? Well, like yeah. we love you guys and and if we sell you a shirt, we want it to be a good shirt that doesn't fall apart. So we didn't hire a screen printing shop. We didn't buy 500 shirts. We actually bought we bought the cow. <laughs> we bought the, the the equipment to make shirts ourselves yeah. so that we could make them the way we want them to be made. So now... And pass the savings along to you. Yeah, exactly. So... Well, some savings. I mean... Well, I mean, we still got to... St. Communist Russia, bro. <laughs> we still got to break even. <laughs> I got needs to feed. Um, but the, the moral of the story is... Um, so now that we've made some test shirts, like we're, we're actually going through like a quality control process. We're like washing them a bunch of times and mm-hmm. kind of wadding up into balls because we're just making sure that they, they last. Yeah. They'll, I they'll. would be embarrassed if, if we sent you a shirt and it sucked. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. We're also, <laughs> this is how, how deep we're going. Uh, we're, we're also testing different. Uh, shirt types yeah i mean to, you, for like softness and durability yeah you never think about it but like we want it to be a shirt that you would enjoy wearing because it's comfortable yeah we don't want to scratch a shirt yeah so i mean which uh, problems you never think about until you're like oh shit, it's i gotta think about this now like yeah. it all pops up so uh we will have the store up very soon we will have shirts we'll have stickers yep um we will have Eventually your we're... grandma's dirty knickers <laughs> wow Whoa. Uh, okay, eventually, maybe, maybe maybe for Christmas. I don't know. I hope to get you know maybe some posters uh, up there or something. You know, a little yeah. necky stuff. And then yeah. we're gonna update uh, the inventory. We're gonna have uh, uh, limited time yeah. designs and stuff. I think. Yeah, we've got a ton of shirt designs. We've got like our standards. We're gonna have like you know like a blurry photos logo shirt and yeah. But uh, we're also you know like the hate and ticket. 
the devil, devil baby. Yeah. You want to wear a devil baby? Here's a devil baby what on you your chair. church today? Devil baby. <laughs> um, we've got a whole bunch of ideas. We've got some Jeff the Talking Mongoose ideas. Yeah. And so, I think the best way to do that is, yeah, we're going to have a shirt that's available for, I don't know, a month. Sure. And then stop doing it. I don't know. Yeah. And then eventually we'll, we're on it. We, this is. It's fun for us to, it's super to, just, fun to even design the stuff. Yeah, so. and we're doing it. Damn it. We've talked about it forever. We're doing it. So, so there you go. Yeah. That's, uh, that's other other things that uh, Flora doesn't know that I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, season four, live show. We're yeah. doing that this this season. That is, that um, is primo. Yep. We are currently talking to a couple of theaters. We're figuring out like a when and where kind of thing. We're thinking maybe... Maybe rounds about midsummer when mm. when everyone wants to be cramped into a small, poorly AC'd theater. God, that's true. We're gonna do it though. We're gonna do it, and uh, that's what makes you drink more. Uh, that'll that'll be fun. And it, what if you what if they wanted to come see us at some other time, Flora? Well, you know, I don't know if that would be possible because it's I don't know. You know, we, we you what know about you June sixth, Flora. June sixth, the Milwaukee Paracon. <laughs> we bought a damn table at the milwaukee paranormal <laughs> convention we're gonna be there uh, june 6th june 6th now i have a question because flora and i have talked about this and i i i feel like it's kind of a good idea but i don't want to offend anybody but i was thinking that it would be a fun idea at our booth to um make tinfoil hats for people like like well-made origami tinfoil hats that have you know, blurry photos on the side would they find that offensive or they'd be like, oh, they get it. Oh, hook, tinfoil hat. Do, I do, think do. they'd find it offensive. I don't think they would. So I, I want you to tell would. us. <laughs> you guys are into weird stuff too. Um, so write in if you think that's a good idea. I don't want to offend I anybody. Mean, we're, we're sitting next to ghost hunters and, and squatch hunters. Right. I, I think they're going to find... And then uh, like two tables down is going to be like the UFO Well, good, good team. news because all we have to do is hide because neither of those f***ers could find us. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> I just just redded out the mic on that one, but it was worth it. So I don't know. You yeah. tell me. I, well, I'm, I'm looking for input because I think that it would be a clever, cute idea. I don't want to offend anybody. If you think it would be offensive, I wouldn't do it. I won't do it. Right. Anyways, we're we're gonna be there June sixth, Milwaukee Paranormal Convention. Uh, there you go. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll just even if you want to come out just to uh, meet us. I think it's free. I think really? it's free to attend. Holy shnikes! I I think. Check, uh, Google it. I think it's MilwaukeeParacon.com, maybe, or MK. I, I, I don't even know. It's, it's so fresh. It's, it's so June new. 6th. Oh, my it's gosh. It's in Milwaukee. The internet Google, will fill the rest yeah, in. Yeah, Mil- Milwaukee Paracon. Um, we're on the website. We're on their website. It's it's legit. So Hey, hey. That's coming up. That's yeah. fun. We're, we're going to talk to people. We're going to get some guests in here this, this season. Uh, it's uh, hitting the fan, and it, and it smells so good. That was a mixed metaphor. Mm, it's a mixed genre. <laughs> but you're probably not here for all this jib-jabbing. That's a lie. They're in for all this jib-jabbing. But I guess there is a reason. Uh, now, Flora, what, what topic were we supposed to be barely coherent for? Well, we were going to be ragingly unsober for talking about <laughs> druids. That's right. Druids. Druids. We're we're starting off with um, a topic of of Celtic slash Irish slash awesome slash folklore legend completely history. amazingness, and we're going to talk about who the druids were, what their history was, is uh, what were some of their 
rituals and beliefs and um, a little bit about Druidism today. Mm-hmm. And hengecraft. Hinge how how craft. one crafts a hinge. Actually, we're not talking about Stonehenge very much we're at all. We're not doing much Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. I, I was even going to go back and, and well, re-comb through the, the well, stuff. And Druid, just, Druids is a big subject and we'll, well, I don't know, we'll like, I don't drag a finger across it. We have to. I mean, yeah. it's... And and we'll get into this maybe with uh, the overview because you we'll know. do that thing that you like to do on the bus where you just get really close to it, and just kind of bump into it a lot, quote unquote, on accident. Are you allowed on buses yet? Did they let you back on there, Flora, because of your because of that homeless guy, because of your multiple convictions. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you've really achieved something when the homeless guy's like bus driver, he won't leave me alone. <laughs> All right, you ready? You ready to jump in this thing? Let's do this. How about an overview of druids? Druids, 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 druids. As we'll discuss them. Yep. Refer to an ancient, 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 learned class of the Celts. Celtic tribes extended from Ireland, Ireland, through parts of Europe and all the way into uh, Boston. Asia, all the way, <laughs> all the way into Boston. You bastard. All the way into Asia Minor and the Balkans in the 5th century BCE. Yep. That's before the Common Era. We don't actually have much firsthand knowledge of the Druids. And what there is has been pieced together from written accounts of philosophers and conquerors of the Celts, namely the Romans. Uh-huh. Ever heard of them? And they describe the Druids as a bunch of... A brutish gentleman given to loud noises and farting sounds. <laughs> As a priestly caste among the Celts, oh. or at least the educated members of the society, they oversaw both social and religious practices, um, were philosophers, scientists, teachers, judges, advisors. They were highly respected and very influential, were Druids. Yeah. The word druid has contentious origins. Yes, that's right. D- set, choose your lines of battle now for the origins of the druid wars. Some scholars argue it comes from Latin, which was derived from the Gaulish word for societal figures like this. Others think it comes from the Proto-Indo-European roots of deru, which meant oak, and wid, which meant to know. Much like the Sanskrit vid. Them oak knowing motherfuckers. Yep. Makes them uh, have oak knowledge. Oak knowers. Or less literally, those whose knowledge is great. Oh. A common view of druids sees them as barbaric shaman. Leaders of roving savages with a fanatical devotion to nature. And practitioners of such barbarisms as human or animal sacrifice, <gasps> silly spells and rituals, <gasps> and we'll seek to dispel that myth. Oh, unless you play I mean, not, not entirely. I mean, it's probably true. Most of it. Yeah. It's, All I mean, of it. 100% Yeah, true. you don't you don't make a, a hinge unless you're into some weird shit. <laughs> I got really deep. This is Sam Elliott. You don't, you don't go about making a hinge unless you're into some weird shit. Good evening. Like a rock. <laughs> Don't forget to eat some Kansas City strip steaks. They grill up real fine in the summertime and keep your wife off your ass. I like to pop open a nice case of steakums. <coughs> steakums. Eat them. 
Mistake him as an abomination. And judged by God and loathed by man. <laughs> this is Sam Elliott, too. <laughs> I'm fighting Speaking with myself. Directly <laughs> to Sam Elliott Walker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sam um, let's talk about the history of the Druids. But wait, you're trying to tell me you're the same actor, but you're having an argument with yourself? Man, Man you can keep this podcast. <laughs> so keep going. Sorry. The major reason we have so little knowledge of Druids is because all knowledge and culture was taught and preserved orally. <laughs> Nothing was written. It was learned through mnemonics, apparently. Like Johnny Mnemonic? Yeah, just like that. Mm, you gotta get that message out of your head. They all just knew Kung Fu and that was it. Uh, the earliest discussion of Druids comes from the writings of Julius Caesar in the first century BCE though he may have been strongly influenced by the Greek philosopher Poseidonius writing on Rome's history from 146 to 81 BCE. Poseidonius visited Gaul and spoke of the culture, though hardly any of his works have survived. Boo. Um, Gaul, if you want to think of it in, in easy terms, is like France. France. Pretty much France. Yeah, pretty much France. Uh, if you go much farther east, you, then you're going to get into the Germanic tribes. Prussia. And Prussia. Uh, hence Germany. Yep. Uh, France and Belgium is, is the the lands we call Gaul. Yeah. If you're confused about that. Probably all. Andorra also. The tiny, tiny nation state in the Pyrenees Mountains between France and Spain. Catalonia. Monaco. Liechtenstein. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, man, man <laughs> I gotta you tell can you, keep this. I think that, okay, um, I, um, I'm like two more interruptions and cracks from putting the percentage on this episode. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Starting it out with a bang. Poseidonius's works influenced Sicilian historian Diodorus and Greek geographer Strabo as well. But uh, Julius oh my God, Caesar's account. That Strabo? He's such a great geographer. Oh, my God. Of course he is. That's why he just goes by Strabo. Strabo. Look at his hair. Oh, my God. wonder what he's got under that toga. Oh, my God. It's so loose. I honest, Honestly, did you see him? If he just leans over, it's just man cleavage. I wonder if he got that from Forever XXI. Strabo. No? <laughs> I liked it. I liked that a lot. I was I was already committed to Strabo. Like, I'd... <laughs> Um, Julius Caesar's account in his Commentary de Bello Gallico, book six, is the most direct info on Druids of this era we have. The only problem is Caesar was leading armies through Gaul to conquer the Celtic world under the Pax Romana. So it's not as though he was exactly the most impartial observer mm -hmm. of Druidic culture. Yep. His account should be considered for what it is, which is coming from a general and statesman writing to Rome about a culture he was trying to conquer. He described him in three classes, the Druides, the Equites, and the Plebs. The free-form, full-roaming full, full vapor. And uh, the Druides were the intellectuals, the Equites were the military, maybe even nobility thrown in there, and um, the Plebs were the regular people. Were the equities, is that is it based on equine? Were they mounted? Could be. Could be cavalry. Yeah. Uh, you never hear about that. I don't know. The Druidic cavalry. 
Druids here are not unlike a religious priesthood. He also says Druids were exempt from military service and taxes and had to memorize a great number of verses, which could take 20 years to learn. Damn. If you think about it, though, it's just like being a doctor, really, right? No. Think about Because doctors aren't exempt from taxes. Uh, All right. Let's let's just take learning the the number of years. Yeah, that's true. From kindergarten up to doctorate. Yeah, and and there's... You're right. That that actually... Yeah, that does come out to about 20 years. And those people at the end of which should be tax exempt and they should get paid all the money in the whole wide world. Like my good friend, C.F. Gunderson. Caesar spoke of human sacrifice of criminals and sometimes innocents and how they were stuffed into a large wooden man and burned. And this was known as the wicker man. Oh, not the bees. Not the bees. Or the Wickerman. Wickerman? Although. Have you seen the Wickerman? I don't think I have. Or maybe I just couldn't pay attention. (laughs) Probably both. (laughs) I saw it and boy, howdy. I will say this. It's not Nicolas Cage's finest work, or maybe it is, depending on what you watch him for. But I'll say this. The movie sticks to its guns. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Hmm. You want a Wickerman spoiler? No. It's on Netflix or something. Well, then I might watch it. You. <laughs> so this wicker man this idea of wicker man um, comes the wicker man it might just be a rehash of poseidon uh from earlier something that he he wrote earlier and mm, that, that's it's suspect to begin with um from that angle never trust a roman with an uh, agenda and all the romans had an agenda so anyway we'll come back to that some evidence for sacrifice has been found in the form of mass graves although uh, it could also be an honored burial site for fallen warriors uh-huh hmm. plague victims mm-hmm. many historians lean toward accusations of human sacrifice being propaganda oh Caesar also said the Druids believed in a form of reincarnation that after death, the soul passes from one body to another. I'll come back to that in a minute, too. Hmm. But uh, if you you take away anything from this, take away the fact that Caesar was a general. Yeah. He was was an army man, and he was writing about the people he was conquering. Right. And and just think about that in a historical perspective. That never lends itself to an accurate portrayal. I mean, you... I mean, even today in in our lofty new millennium, I mean, U.S. uh, allied whatever countries like they they have these 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 horrible like nicknames for like I think what do they uh, they call them Hajis sometimes Mm. uh, uh, skinnies in Iraq not Iraq in 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 Somalia you know like these kind of things like they're these kind of dehumanizing um, phrases they use to to make it easier to kill people you know like to to do their jobs and to make it easier to win support back home right uh to continue the campaign yeah and yeah so this this is something that not only hasn't changed it will not change yeah unfortunately i mean because if if you had a general that could write like a genuine assessment of the culture they were they were seeking to completely eradicate i imagine that that to gain that much knowledge of it you wouldn't be able to then follow through if you mm-hmm. knew them that well, you know. And I think I remember reading that uh, 
old Gaius Julius um, might have had some debt to pay off. Oh. And so these these little military campaigns were quite prosperous. Yeah, lucrative. Lucrative. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you write back to, back home and say, hey, everything's going great here. Killing these these people who are practitioners of human sacrifice. Better send me some more money and some more men and tell everybody that they practice human sacrifice right. so everybody's okay with this, please. Don't worry. We took care of it, everybody. <laughs> uh, in the 20s, CE, Strabo broke down Gaulish society into three categories. Bardoi. Who were the <laughs> <laughs> who were the poets and singers? Ovates, who were the diviners and nature specialists, and Druidae, the moral philosophers, or in other terms, bards, ovates, and druids. Yep, which we will most certainly come back to. Right, and this was after the Gallic Wars of fifty-eight to fifty BCE, which was Caesar's heyday. Uh, many parts of Gaul fell to Roman rule, and the new rulers, probably rightly worried about many new subjects being learned, educated folks, sought to get rid of Druids and their beliefs. Druidism was banned and religious practices suppressed by the middle of the first century CE. Druidism was pushed back to Britain, to, to, the, to the British Isles. Yeah, and, and honestly, God, how many episodes are we going to come across this? Where one group moves in an area, there's, their religion is, is suppressed and, and supplanted, and then ultimately, you know, either through physical you know, or, or, or outright suppression or the false acceptance, rejiggering, throwing, you know, absorbing some traits of it and then regurgitating it as the, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I, I guess I I don't know what what am I mad that history's happened that that every group that moves into an area wants to, the area to be like their old area. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's I don't know why I'm so pissy about it. It's true. It got uh, it got pushed back into Britain and may have survived here and there, but as Christianity began to grow and take hold across the continent, the last remaining pagan religions were rooted out and converted. And when this happened, Druids became sorcerers or prophets or they were in league with the devil or they were wildmen etc etc they were made to look bad right so that you know nobody would want to be a druid anymore <laughs> and again this it's not a knock against christianity it's what no. happened right it's it's just history that's that's what every group does and you can't limit that to christianity that is every group with a belief system and I don't even just mean necessarily like a theological one, but that's what that's what every group does. It goes to the next area and says, "Hey, do you agree with us?" Well, I guess we'll settle this in the blood pits. Yeah, that's that's just history, man. And that in, organisms do the same thing. Like <laughs> you know, like oh shit, uh, a whole bunch of of tarantulas got out of this this area. Now they're in this area. Who's gonna win? Because they're not gonna share it. So, mm. wow, tarantulas. Nice, you brought that up yourself. Getting better about the spiders, okay? Are you? I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, and not like the ones that are designed to scare the shit out of you. Like, there's like a guy who's like a high school teacher who loves spiders. He's got like tons of them, all these different varieties, and talking about like, oh, I, you know, how they molt, how they behave, and I'm not cool with spiders, but I'm trying to be. Molting's gross. It's going to be a problem Uh, for our Australian listeners. I mean, first of all, thank you. (laughs) 
we're actually getting a pretty good following in especially Southern Australia, which, oh, yeah. is, which is awesome. We would love to come visit, maybe do a live show. I'm going to need some assurances because my, <laughs> my good friend, Lisa, uh, her and her husband live in Sydney and he, they, they delight in sending me just pictures like, Oh, we were out for a walk. And it's just a picture of a tree on the side of the road. And it's just festooned with murder webs. And you can see f- from the sidewalk, you can see the spiders, which means that they're big. And big is defined as anything larger than a quarter in my world. It's terrifying. It's, it's pretty small. You know what, bro? Pretty small. You know, uh, moving on to druids. Getting, you're getting much better about spiders. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Let's talk about their beliefs and practices. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, but first, now for something completely different. Uh, I would like to talk about women. <laughs> Who wouldn't? All right. If any, we want pictures of hot druids. We've given up on the <laughs> wickeds and we're switching our attention to druids. Uh, women enjoyed a more equal status in Celtic or Gallic society than many women of other cultures, such as Greek and Roman mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, in fact, they could even rise to or inherit positions of power. Um, one such example being Boudica or... Bodicea, oh, yeah. whatever, you, however you want to pronounce that, uh, who was queen of the British Iceni tribe, circa sixty CE, and Anamaris, a Gaulish chieftainess, also a, a a powerful figure. Women could be lawyers, judges, commanders of armies. They could yep. uh, inherit property. They could divorce their husbands. Whoa. Yeah, given the rather unparalleled equality, many historians conclude females were accepted into the Druid class as well. Hey! By the time Christianity got to Britain, the culture had already started becoming more patriarchal, though, and uh, Christianity ended the equality women had had. Just pretty much put a put a stop to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just knock that off, guys. Boudica is a uh, um, and and sorry if 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 that's the, yeah, the I, Americanized I yeah, pronunciation. I, I don't know how to pronounce. Hold on, you know what? I'm going to look it up. I I, I mean I, I've it's spelled differently in some sometimes too, as in Bodicea. But well, I like Bodicea. Boudica sounds made up. Well, Boudica is what I've always heard it as, and and truthfully, that's how it's spelled a lot. That's how it looks like it's spelled sometimes too. But she was a a. A tragic badass because <laughs> she got to her position of, of leading the Iceni tribe uh, because she was beaten and had her daughters raped in front of her. Ah, oh, come by, on. By Romans. Why does it have to always get to that? And, and you know, she just went full on <laughs> medieval on them. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead of her time then. Ahead of her time. Yeah. Ahead of her time, dude. Ahead of her time. Anyway, she didn't have a a, a very nice end, uh, but she did cause the Romans a lot of trouble. Well, good honor, good honor. Yeah, and we we could probably do an episode all about her, but we won't because we just said her name like five times. Good enough. We don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Jeez. Um, uh, I remind the audience: only you can't be drinking right now. Dila 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 do. Uh, that's, that's women, uh, which I found extremely interesting just in the, the equality standpoint. Um, how about the gods and goddesses? Apparently almost 400 different Celtic deities have been found 
but over 300 occur only once in the archaeological record, which um, means they may be local deities, and perhaps up to, or precisely, 33 deities were the main pantheon, including Arwen, Rigid, Kernunos, Danu, Lu, Morgan, Terranus, just to name a very few. I, I was really hoping you are going to go for all 30. Triple aspect deities were common. Triple goddess, triple gods, worshipped in threes. Triple gods and lucky dogs. Honeybees and lucky dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triune trinity gods. Right, right. Some people argue that the uh, Christian trinity, the holy trinity, may have intertangled roots with this idea. Yeah, and we've we've actually, I think, talked about that in the past. I, I feel like, am I crazy? I feel like we did. I know I that know. We, we definitely talked about um, utilizing the triune interwoven symbol as an explanation of the trinity and the the, the clover. I know that we talked oh, about that before. Okay. okay. Yeah, mar- mar- yeah. All right. Also, the fact that Jesus wasn't uh, crucified and he made his way up to England to kick it and be awesome. That's that's where it was. Yeah. Uh, the afterlife. What about the afterlife? Psychopomp Bellinus escorts the dead to the other world where life continued. The phrase psychopomp, word, it's a word. We've used it before and I've never liked it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can see where you come from. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I can put quarters in your vending machine. I, I see what you're saying. Thank you. Uh, Psychopomp. The Don't soul, forget to check the change slot. The soul is <laughs> immortal. You just put a bunch of Vaseline in there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you win. I left a little something in there for you. <laughs> I reward your curiosity. By the way... <laughs> Everybody who works in an office with vending machines, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's see. The, uh, the soul is immortal and reincarnates. After it has learned enough, it moves to a higher realm and so on and so on until it reaches, quote unquote, the source. Hmm. And then it has to uh, save Trinity. No. Um, oh, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I like your techno way more. <laughs> well, it's, but it's designed to fit with yours, dude. Oh. You just stopped it too soon. All right. <laughs> no. No. Oh. I, we don't have. We've already dicked around so much. Yeah, you're right. No, 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 no. Stop teasing. <laughs> this, this, the source, the source, the source from which all things are created. Okay. The soul reposed in the head. Really? Oh, yeah. And uh, the number three was important. The number three Trinity and triune. Yep. Things, yeah. It's I'll a magic you. number. Yeah, it is. The heart and the mind and the body and the faith and hope and charity. That's six. Give you three. It's a magic number. This may be a good time to point out uh, the fact oh, that you're on point. Some people um, say that Celtic uh, Celtic tribes might have roots in India, or at least uh, in in Asia that uh, from from peoples that have migrated over, because there's a lot of parallels between the uh, religious beliefs. Part of that being the Druids and Brahmin 
from from Hindu, mm-hmm. I believe it's uh, Hinduism caste system, and uh, and and how similar they were, and then this whole uh, reincarnation is right in line with that, and learning during one life ascending, you know, yeah, to a I think there's some some going. there's some similarities there. I I would have to I'd have to see some pretty compelling evidence to to believe that the two were were linked. Sure. Because I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, what do I know? I know well, nothing. But to my mind, it doesn't seem too crazy that two different cultures would come up with the idea of an ascendant spirit that, that you know, they, oh, when you die, you come back and you get better. You know, I don't know. I've never made up a religion in my life. So not true. <laughs> branch, um, branch Davidians. There were there was the, the parallel I mentioned earlier of um, wid, meaning knowledge in, in the Sanskrit vid. Oh, yeah, that's true. That, that's in there, too. Put it uh, on the bucket. There's some other things that, that I read that uh, it's pretty compelling to, pretty to think proud, about. Pretty proud of your literacy, aren't you? You're kind of... I want to tell everybody the, what yeah, I, what, how much I read. Laying it on pretty thick. Thick. Oh, thick. What, three beers? Shut up. Druids are often closely associated with Wiccans. Yep. But somewhat mistakenly so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know because so many of those, and we'll we'll get into this with the with the modern mm-hmm. uh, druid beliefs. But there's no shortage of, and, and not just Wiccans, you know. But there's no shortage of of, of more holistic uh, nature and earth centered uh, belief systems, especially since in the twentieth, you know, nineteenth and twentieth century reemergent that that cover so much territory. It's not at all surprising that they, you know. That there's some overlap there and yeah. and that people would confuse them. Sure. Sure. They didn't follow the reed, the the Rick and weed, which, you know, is yep. doing anything, harm no one. <laughs> That's paraphrasing it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their moral philosophy was more that one should live in harmony with nature, except that pain and death are not evils, but part of the divine plan. And that the only evil is moral weakness. They were concerned. And spiders. And spiders, yeah. They were concerned, above all things, with truth, capital T, truth, the old Irish word of which was the basis for linguistic concepts of holiness, righteousness, faithfulness, religion, and justice. Uh, Rivers and wells were venerated, and it's a common belief that the oak tree was a great sacred tree revered by Druids. Uh, this comes from Pliny the Elder remarking. Which we on, have definitely talked about yeah, before. And he was remarking on a ritual uh, to cut mistletoe that, that the Druids would take golden um, <laughs> cutters, golden shears kind of, mm-hmm. uh, and, and wear all white, climb up in the tree and cut the mistletoe. And, and make out like someone, crazy. Someone would catch it in a in a clean linen cloth and... I think there was a goat that was killed somewhere. I, it, it's it's a lot of well, work just to get some mistletoe. But you know what? If the makeouts are worth it, I'll do it. But you know, what? Well, something that you mentioned there sparked a thought. Think about, especially. I mean, this is we've we've covered a lot of of especially uh, Celtic uh, folklore things in the British Isles in the UK. How many of these things, um, and even by extension, say for example, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. How many animals and specters and, and ghosts 
are thwarted by moving water, by the ideas of, of, of right. wells and, and rivers and the, and the power that they have as, as a force of good right. that forms these barriers, you know. I think it's the Doolahan can't cross. Doolahan. Um, yeah. uh, I, I said I Han because so. I'm an American. Uh, at least the Nuklavi is that's is it that's what i was thinking of. yeah it was the knuckle by, by uh freshwater but yeah lots of i mean you know the 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 oh, yeah, horsemen yeah. you know i and i i'll i'll bet i'd be willing to, to bet that there that's a direct uh relations there it that, sure that, may that's be. a result of that it sure may be uh one of the well here's here's some things that uh folklorists and historians argue about the the stuff from Pliny, 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 Pliny the elder died in the uh, um, vesuvius eruption by the way <laughs> I'm so proud of my literacy. Uh, <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, was an inside job. <laughs> lava, lava, lava can't melt sandstone, bro. Lava can't melt sandstone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> T-shirt. Vesuvius was an inside job. Pom- Pompeii was, was an, an inside, inside job. job. <laughs> <laughs> they di- they died of ash poisoning. <laughs> uh, it wasn't ash poisoning. The first scrolls. I mean, you can see it in the first scroll. They say, "Oh, did you see?" All right, here's here's a couple of things about the Pliny account of the mistletoe and the sacred oak and all that stuff. Number one, the mistletoe wasn't native to Ireland, for one thing. Uh, Ireland, Gaul, uh, well, that's okay. Well, number two, this ritual is strangely similar to an ancient Egyptian ritual of pharaohs cutting corn. Mm. Enough so to make a, a remark about it, I guess. And uh, number three, Pliny is the only source for this info. Oh, damn it. I don't think a lot of his stuff survived either, so I don't know where they got Maybe this. they were trying to silence him. They are trying to shut him up. He got too close to the truth. Plenty. Plenonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, it's been said the favorite tree of the Druids was the Rowan, and it was on wattles of this tree that some Druids slept to have prophetic visions. Uh, the hazel tree was also important. By the lore concerning nine hazel trees at the source of the river Boyne, the, <laughs> the, nut, the nuts of which had a nucleus of wisdom. Uh, well, so. Wisdom nuts. Oaks, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're big enough deals. Yeah. They're big enough deals. Yes, they are. Were they the biggest deal? I don't mm. know. I don't know. Mm. That's what, that's what mm. all that's trying to say. Uh, druids and divination. They like to meditate. There was a lot of meditation. Uh, they studied flights of birds, uh, dream interpretation. They threw sticks on the ground and interpreted them all in order to prophesy the future. Yep. Did they did they cast the bones like burgle cut in Willow? Probably. Sweet. That was it. That was my question. From what I from what I gathered, they did <laughs> quite a bit of of everything to divine. Yeah. They were mystics. Now, when we get to the end of this episode, Flora, I don't want you to have to spend more time in the penalty box than you already are. Which, by the way, I, with your permission, we're going to push the penalty box to when we're drunk, as, as promised. As promised. Not because we're trying to duck the law. We didn't forget, but I think that was, of, yeah, that was the plan of the sentence. The, to be super trashed. But, Flora, I don't want you to spend more time in the penalty box, so you will let all of our listeners know what the antidote to druids is, right? Like, how do you... How no, you, obviously, how do you it's stay, Christianity. How, how, do you, how do you stay safe from a druid? Uh, I don't know. Or, or be Roman. Yeah, I, I don't know. About 1,500 years? That that seems to be a pretty good distance from them. A <laughs> uh, couple more things here real quick, and then I'll, we'll, we'll get to the modern day stuff. Uh, important days for druids. Samhain. 
Oh, ever heard of it? The end of the warm season. Stop saying that. Where uh, the veil is thin, the veil between this life and the other world. Uh, it's a fire festival. Lots of fires lit. Another day, Imbolg. Imbolg. Imbolg, Imbolg, uh, which means in the belly. It's February 1st, return of the light. First signs of life. Celebration. Uh, another day, Beltane. May 1st, celebrates fires of Bell. Uh, peak of blossom season. Youths dance around the Maypole. Mm-hmm. Youths. And uh, Lunasa. Uh, August 1st, the Feast of Lou. Remember old Long Arm Lou? Yeah, yeah. God of Light. Uh, it's the Harvest Celebration. All of these, at least most of them, you know, the this also from Wicca, the the Wiccan wheel. You, you know, you, you remember what I'm saying? <laughs> you know <laughs> the, what I'm talking about? The Wiccan wheel? The wheel of, of holidays. There's, um, There's only one wheel that I know, and that's Mikey wheel. <laughs> but Yule's on there. Yep. Um, Beltane, the, Beltane. Uh, Sol- uh, yeah, Solstice, right, right. Even tied. One quick thing: uh, Celts were apparently well groomed, even used soap. Oh, really? Um, yeah, something I read said that. I thought that was interesting. Good on them. Everybody loves a queen druid. Uh, druids used in- incantations, uh, in- and in fact, in this one battle when the Romans were invading an island, they were they were coming up to the island in boats, and there was this just huge group of druids just standing there chanting and it scared the holy living shit out of the Romans. <laughs> Romans still came in and slaughtered them all, but oh, it, it, it stopped them for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. They were supposed to win for that. Yeah. It's supposed to be a bad news bears moment. It was, you know, just bad news. You know how superstitious Romans were and this whole island of chanting druids. It's probably a stirring sight. Um, They're like, well, we're pretty superstitious, but we do have this phalanx. I'll risk it. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to take this opportunity to read a poem. Really? Can I? I'll allow it. Just talking about incantations. I'm talking uh, about incantations. And we can dig it. No, wait. David Flora, if you are about to try to summon forth a druidic demon, I will thwart thee. No. I will thwart thee. This this is uh, from a fellow by the name of Amergen. This is not this is not something I've practiced uh, saying, so I don't know if that's right or not. Uh-huh. Amergen, who is a son of Milesius, and also called the first Druids of the Gales in Ireland. Uh, Milesius. There was a. You remember when we were doing the the I- Irish uh, creation myth? The Milesians were one of the peoples that sailed to Ireland. To, oh right, yes. Um, so there you go. A son of They were of like three, three up the line, right? Something like that. Yeah. 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 And this is a poetical incantation of his that is directed to Ireland herself. I invoke the land of air, much coursed by the fertile sea. Fertile is the fruit strewn mountain, fruit strewn by the showery wood. Showery is the river of waterfalls. Of waterfalls by the lake of deep pools. Deep is the hilltop well. A well of tribes is the assembly. An assembly of the kings is Tara. Tara of the hill of the tribes. The tribes of the son of Mill. Of Mill of the ships. Like a lofty ship is the land of Ire. Lofty land of Ire, darkly sung an incantation of great Cunnan. The great Cunnan of the wives of Bress. The wives of Bress of Boyane. The great goddess of ire, 
Ehrman has conquered her. I, a Myrgen, have invoked for her. I invoke the land of Oyer. It is an invocation. Damn you, David Flora. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was fun. Land of Oyer. Anyways, beliefs, rituals, there you have it. Uh, and now, uh, for the modern druid. The future! With, with David Stecco. Hi, everybody. I'm Dave Stecco. And I'd just like to welcome you to another episode of the modern druid. Now, hinges, right? Who needs them? Listen, if you want to build a backyard hinge, I've got a couple of links on the website. Very cheap, very inexpensive, but you got to remember, you got to take it down in between incantations because it's just not going to stand up. All I can afford is particle board, and it just falls apart. It just falls apart. You're going to get barn owls in you. You're going to get you're going to get a lot of vermin. So be careful with your hinge, people. You're going to make an inadvertent shelter for for a, a badger or a fox. And while they might be cute at first, they'll they'll eat your pets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, badger. <laughs> I just had this feeling like I was just about to start like a high school book report that I was going to lie my way through. Um, <laughs> East of Eden um, was an interesting book. Uh, the symbolism of of being east. Uh, it's where the sun rises. And the sun also rises, but I didn't read that book. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so modern druidry. Druidry. Um, there are a number of, of, of groups that are uh, you know, claiming or possessing this in, in the modern age. Uh, there is the, the as Flora mentioned, uh, the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids um, who are, are currently operating. Um, and they actually have a, a pretty, pretty good long uh, history dating back to the 1800s. So uh, I guess being how long... Uh, the druids have been around or the different groups. It's kind of hard to say, Oh, well, this is where we stick a flag in the modern druid, but I'm going to do that anyway. 1880. How about that? Um, while there were some people that predated this, uh, and of course I'm just, I'm just picking 1880 cause it feels good. And if it feels good, you do it. Druids taught me that. <laughs> so I guess uh, what one could argue is, uh, for modern druidry, there's a gentleman by the name of William Stuckley, a uh, Stukeley, big bill Stuckley, <laughs> big bill. Uh, it's it's S T U K E L E Y Stu Stukeley 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 Stukeley. Uh, he was um he kind of had a a messianic druid ideal that he would write about often, and it got a lot of people interested, but wasn't necessarily like as an organized religion. Um, and this and and he was he was a uh, operating he was born uh, 1687, died 1765. Wow. And uh, he proclaimed himself to be a druid. Uh, you know, and he was he was the guy who really got the the ball rolling on things like Stonehenge being built by the Druids, hmm. um, which is, by the way, something that is now known to not be accurate. Yeah, yeah, they, that was uh, something the, I should have brought up in the yeah, overview. I, I feel like, like that too. I was like, oh, sh- we we really should have mentioned yeah. that the Druids did not build Stonehenge. Yeah, you want to know who did build Stonehenge? Who? Me too. Oh, future episode, Mother <laughs> Hubbards. <laughs> So then from, uh, from, uh, writings, we jump forward and, uh, there's a guy, a a Welshman named Edward Williams decided he was going to go ahead and say that, uh, he decided to take the name of God help us all (laughs) YOLO Morganwig. It's, it's I, I, it's exactly what you say after you say YOLO. (laughs) (laughs) You trip Morganwig. 
it's uh yeah it's it's iolo so yo iolo um um but he was a welsh nationalist um very opposed to the british monarchy and you know he decided you guys not only am i a druid i come from a long line of druids um and he also uh, then broke things down into other uh, categories. Um, uh, some people were bards. Some were ovates. Oh, vate. The, yeah. Do you see where that's going? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was able to 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 gain a, a pretty solid following with this. Uh, this moved on to 1874. A guy named Robert Wentworth Little, who was also a Freemason. Look it up, sheeple. <laughs> Yolo. Uh, <laughs> YOLO. And he started the archaeological order of the Druids. And it was, again, you know, th- these are, this is the, this is the, these are the, the Crowley times. These are the, the, the British aristocratic secret societies. I, it would have been fun to go back then and just to be like, see how many different crazy robes you could collect by joining all these different groups <laughs> at different times. And, yeah. And so, and, and, the, and, and, and in that vein, these kind of small groups, they kind of continue to very to very small degree. They're they're more secret clubs than they are actual religious orders. No girls allowed. Except for they were druids, so they were like, hey, some girls allowed. <laughs> some girls allowed. <laughs> um, and so then you you know ratchet up to 1964 when a guy named Ross Nichols uh, decides to found the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids, the Obod. <laughs> Um, who are still operating. They've got a, a, a huge number of people in them and are one of the largest organized uh, druidic you know, uh, congregations. Yeah, I mean, yeah, orders. I mean, they are in order, so yes. Um, the other uh, one that I did a lot of uh, looking into, did a lot of research on these people. I'm going to blow the lid off of it. I don't know why I keep pushing this Alex Jones thing. Another uh, popular current uh, I, I, I order congregation sect i always hate saying that because it's got such a bad connotation to it mm-hmm. is the I'm ready for this one arendroid fane or the adf oh you know the adf mm-hmm. um they are another uh, neo-druidic group now they're much newer on the scene um they were actually founded in 1983 uh by isaac bonewitz yeah and you can actually see i found tons of videos from both groups online to, to take a look at their their rituals and, and how they, they celebrate, um, you know, the high days, the, the, the solstices and mm-hmm. the equinoxes and things like that. Lots um, of white robes. Yes. Yes. Lots of white robes. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's interesting also, I mean, the choice of garments, uh, especially for the ADF is a very, um, I don't know, to, to just to my eye, very Catholic kind of looking. There's the, the robe with the, and I'm sure there's a very technical name for it, but it's the long strip, almost like a scarf that goes over the back of the neck and it has the embroidery down the sides that goes straight down. I'm, I'm sure it's a simple word. I just don't know it, but you know, very laid back kind of thing. And it's, 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 they do it out in the woods. There's some drums, there's some candles. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like my last erotic camping trip. Oh, anybody by the way in the store. Blurry photos, erotic camping trips. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's what that's that's a money maker. Next summer, twenty sixteen, the blurry photos, erotic camping trip. Book now. 
It's Christmas in July. That's right. <laughs> it's the shortest night of the year. You got to make it count. <laughs> <laughs> Scary stories and scarier sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, white white robes is something that um, is claimed to be historically accurate. I believe. Um, well, there's the as you said, there's the 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 trimming, the 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 collection yeah. of of the mistletoe, and it could all derive just from that one source too. Right. That's that's the bad thing. Which yeah, it could be itself descripting of something else, yeah. and just saying, well, I don't know if they did it down here, they must do it up there. Uh, but I, again, I, and there's a. There's an acceptance on their parts. They're saying, you know, like, hey, we were founded in the 80s. You know, like, mm. I'm older than that religious order. But it's a, a reaching back to pagan ways. Yes. And, but in, also, in yeah. And, and they're very clear about this. And I, and I enjoyed this. I was watching, I watched a, a number of videos by both of these groups and proud to say that I've joined both of them. No, I have not done that. Ordained. But they were saying that, you know, like they are, they are druids in the modern world. And I felt bad for them in this degree because they have to repeatedly emphasize that they do not sacrifice humans or animals. And I feel bad that they have to say it as often as they do. Well, anybody who's not one of the major three religions, I think has to say it, don't they? I guess because of, I mean, Wiccans have to say it. Satanists have to say it. Satanists have to say it out the butt. Right. Literally (laughs) with their butts. Because they're Satanists. They don't give a f- dog. <laughs> <laughs> they're rock stars. Um, but yeah, so they, they, you know, they, they, but they, the, the exact phrase that the guy used was, um, you know, we are, we are, we are druids living in the modern era. We you know, are we, druids <laughs> in the modern, modern era. They're like, you know, this is how we choose to express ourselves. This is how we worship. But no, we're, you know, I have a cell phone, you know, I, I, I pay my water bill. Yeah. I, I, you know, they're not trying to, to jump into some way back machine. They're not, um, LARPers or, or, or DARPers. They're not historical reenactors. They, you know, it's the same. It's, it's just like, uh, any, any Christian Muslim Hindu practitioner, the belief stays the same, but they, they don't, they don't say, Oh, well, I've got to go back to Arimathea. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to make this unleavened bread on a rock and then wander around in the desert for 40 days because that's what happened then. So I'm doing it. Right. And Good and point. people people don't give uh, druids or pagans or anything like that logical consideration to say, oh, yeah, I'm a tax accountant. Also, you know, I believe in, in the spirit of the forest. And, and so I go out there and that's how I worship. And guess what? In two weeks, I'm taking two days off, Mr. Manager, because it's the, the equinox and I got some things to do. Like they're, they're, they're people that live in this world. They, they wear polo shirts. I don't sure. want to tell you about it. Like they're not crazy. They have a, they just have their own religious beliefs and it's truth be told far less irritating or invasive to a large degree. I mean, just by the nature of it. And, and also I imagine that, I, mean, I don't know. Do they feel like that to keep a low profile? Hmm. I don't know, but I, I, I don't know any druids. It'd be really fun to meet some. Maybe we will at the Milwaukee Paracon. Maybe. If you're a druid and, and you want to come out and say, hey, let me know do. if you want a foil hat. I'll make you one. I'm bringing, I'm bringing a box of foil. And if we never use it, so be it. Okay. I'll ask people. I'll ask like the first hundred people that go by the booth. <laughs> There's going to be a hundred people there total. So <laughs> I think it's free. I think that should. 
entice somebody. But, but anyway, yeah. So I so, think uh, yeah. They so they are practicing their. Um, you can they they are. It's a recognized religion. It's tax exempt in the United States. Um, if you are a practicing druid, just like uh, you can you can have uh, the symbology of that put. If you are uh, a serving um, serviceman in the, in the U.S. Uh, military, mm-hmm. and you want to be buried in Arlington National, you can do that, and they will put your symbology on the headstone for that. Like it is, it is a recognized religion in the United States. And I, I imagine it also is in the UK. I would, I would hope it's it in the better UK. be. Uh, I think a lot of misconception that, that people have about Druids is fed a little bit by things like D and D. In D and D, the Druid is a complete waste of time nature uh guardians they they commune with animals and plants they uh cast spells that uh, you know entangle with uh vines they it's pretty much the the view of of like the wild man of the woods and um it's that's just the the fantastical view of them you know yeah it's <laughs> but but that to many people's mind is what druid a, a druid is so, I uh, hope hope this sheds a little bit of light on it for you. That's uh, that'll do it for you for druids. That's that's druids in a um, painfully sober nutshell. In a, in a, a for one of us, wo- woodland, <laughs> wo- wo- woad woad painted nutshell was the the nut with the wisdom in the middle. Oh oh, call back it's, uh, yeah the uh, hazel hazel nutshell. Oh. All right. All right, Flora. Now, usually this is the part where we make a fun segue joke. Right. So let's start on that and then and then and then bear with me cuz I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to grab the wheel from the back seat and jerk it off to the side of the road. You're going to jerk off the wheel? <laughs> jerk it off to the side of the road. Jesus. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 3 beers to go. <laughs> 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 I did snort a little. I did snort. All right. So, uh, okay. So, segue initiates now. Hey, Flora. Yeah. You know what other uh, what other thing has a long and rich history, um, dating back thousands of years, um, that is enjoying a resurgence and uh, has been recognized by the United States government as a tax free entity. Now, wait. It's time for me to jerk off that wheel. Pun sound. That's right, motherfuckers. We have a pun sound now. Instead of the part where we go, puns, we're trying out a pun sound. You think it's great? Great. If you think it sucks, let us know. Yeah. But be gentle. Gently let us know. I like that sound. jerk off that wheel. Oh. Um, So, Flora, pun me like a hurricane. I've got an all-Irish... All natural beer company. Oh, really? Bruids. <laughs> that was low hanging fruit. You're low hanging fruit. <laughs> you know you can't say that for everything. It doesn't really work. What do you got? Do you know that in the uh, the British Isles in general, but even extending as far back as to Gallic France, um, there was always a, a regional folk remedy. It was a, a cure all for anyone who perhaps had drank too much fermented mead. Or, or wood alcohol that they had gotten a hold of because it would it was a poison it would mm-hmm. make you feel terrible. So the next day, the best way to defeat this was to pop down to ye 
old diner. Get yourself an order of carbs, omelets, and fluids. Omelets. Omelets is a tough one. <laughs> I really had to like, I had to wail on that with the hammer. <laughs> all right, all right. You gotta, you gotta bear with me on this one. <laughs> oh well, okay. after what I just oh, did, right. yes, oh, yeah. Um, this is uh this is an Asian Irish fusion restaurant. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh and the manager, person who runs the place is a feisty woman. It's called Bamboodica. <laughs> Bam! Boudica. I was trying to think of that, but since I couldn't decide on how to pronounce her name, I had a really hard time. That's why you just pick it. <laughs> pick it and do it. Pick it. You know, Flora, we picked up a new uh, a new sponsor for the podcast because we don't have enough sponsors. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. That's good. It's really good. Are you excited? Yeah. It's a really old company. It's uh, it's Brother Artinox 14 karat gold plated uh, mistletoe shears because 24 karat gold is just too soft to cut something with. <laughs> it's a really old company that's always been their motto, so I don't... It's still a good motto. <laughs> it's as true then as it is today. <laughs> that's what a bunt sounds like. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, God. Well, I'm tired of hearing what we think is funny and cool. It's time to hear what you think is funny is cool. Is funny is cool. Is funny is cool. Is funny is cool. Is listener The children's laughter is making me nosebleed. Kicking things off with... Amy, 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 why you gotta be so mean? Oh, wait, wait, you should read it first. Is she being mean? Well, let's see. Uh, Amy says, I just listened to the Valley of Death podcast, and I cannot believe you guys were taken in by that hoax. Amy, why you gotta be so mean? <laughs> I'm so glad it worked out. (laughs) Uh, She says, Soviet-era Russia had surveillance everywhere. They watched and monitored every inch of that country. They even had a specific program for Siberia. Any search engine would have shown us that particular area and that there are no cauldrons there. (sighs) Seriously, why didn't we do a search for the Eye of the Taiga? Uh, 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 uh. Amy, thanks for turning it into a pun. Uh, 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 Amy. Uh, very nicely done. I, I'm going to enjoy Michael McDonalding my way through all of this. <laughs> I know there's a second D in there. Shut up. <laughs> Michael McDonald. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Oh. We oh. got an email that's like liquid sunshine from Lana. 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 <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm enjoying the ride. Lana, it's so good to hear from you. And Lana has written us a novella. She writes, uh, so whenever I get behind in blurry photos, I have a dream that reminds me to catch up. That's right. Yeah. We're in your head. Last night. And I don't think this is the first Lana dream we've heard of. It's not. Yeah. Last night I had a dream. I was having dinner with Stecco Flora and other blurry photos people. Yeah. Blurry photos people. Put it on the list. <laughs> 
Adam, what do you mean blurry photos, people? <laughs> what do you mean pe- what people? Um, Insensitive. It was like having a fan meetup, at, but at a seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. We were all we were all talking and having a good time. Then everything went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love this already. Which actually is, is weird because, you, um, Lana, you might be a little bit psychic because we actually did have a little pizza party for our 100th episode. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It was not seafood, though. No. It was pizza. Ugh. It's Chicago, man. All right. Uh, so this dude that looked like Janet Reno showed up and was pissed that we were in his seat. So I started mouthing off loudly to him. <laughs> well played, Lana. Mouthing off loudly to him, and then he and, his, he and his goon squad start shooting the place up. I got shot twice. It was intense, but I got shot in places that were not life-threatening, so I knew I wasn't going to die. It just hurt like all get out. Shot in the butt. <laughs> You're to blame. Flora immediately starts to perform basic first aid to my gunshots and said That's that right. we had to get me to a hospital soon. Oh, I'm so glad that you are so helpful. Let's see what I was doing while this was happening. God. <laughs> Sad trombone. <laughs> then Stecco starts screaming at me because I got shot, and now he couldn't finish his crab cakes. So instead of taking me to the hospital, we waited for him to finish his crab cakes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Typical Stecco and oh, Flora. Stecco has to eat. Flora's touching on the women. <laughs> oh, I've got the important information you need in this situation. Where's my crab cakes? Blah, blah, blah. I, 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 I don't know why this doesn't defend me, but I don't like crab cakes. Crab cakes is one of the few seafood items I, I do oh, well, enjoy then putting maybe, in my mouth. Well, then maybe she has us confused, you gluttonous, filthy, filth pervert. <laughs> Not a filthy, filth pervert. That's right. So at that point, the dream ended. Oh. It was horrible. I think that she might have us confused. Because I know first aid and you... I'm cra- a giant fatty. You crab cake eating motherfucker. Plus, you are the one that first grabs the girl. <laughs> That's right. Wait, you're trying to tell me that you know first aid and I have to do, I have to eat crab cake? Man, you, you can, can keep, keep this red dream. lobster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, now, and that's all she has to say. No, not at all. Now we really, that was like the prologue to an excellent story. <laughs> A brilliantly written critique. Now, Lana writes, I also wanted to comment on the whole Lana would prefer UK to Duke statement. You might recall me needling Flora about his weird, weird predilections for collegiate sports, (laughs) which he's into weird things. It is hard to describe the level of hatred I have for UK, but I will enjoy trying. (laughs) Imagine you have this neighbor who lives in a bigger house than you and has all the cool toys and brags about it all the time. Imagine that one person in your life that is just a smug asshole that wins at every game because they have all the good cards. Imagine that asshole... (laughs) people think is funny even though he stole all his jokes from the lesser known comedians now imagine that all these people have a legion of f***ing followers and are all batshit crazy and everywhere combine them into one person then magnify it by a basketball team okay so if you're keeping a track here don't forget you have to put parentheses around the multiplication of the basketball team where you're not going to get the right answer <laughs> after that you might get close to understanding how much hatred i have for uk Oh, snap. Now, you know what I love about this, Flora? What? I went to Colorado State University. I'm a proud 
proud student and alumni of the Rams. I don't ever have to be in a position of defending my sports programs. (laughs) Because it's just not a problem. That's true. Oh, God, that was glorious. Moving on. That said, Duke is a bunch of yuppie assholes that no one ever likes. Having to choose them over UK is like having to eat shit versus having to eat shit coated in sugar. It's all shit. The best outcome in a game like that is if they all get in a fight. Everyone gets ejected and they all cry. <laughs> Flora, I understand that sometimes being raised by people can influence your worldviews. I want to still like you. <laughs> oh, f- your first aid, bitch. This crab cake eater wins. Perhaps if we never talk about sports together, even though I love sports, we can get along. I might be a little sensitive about this subject because Louisville is playing like a middle school team right now. Sorry if I hurt your feelings. I'm really very nice. P.S. For those blurry people with Audible, Brian Cranston of Breaking Bad reads The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. It is a totally awesome reading of the book and is probably partly responsible for me having a dream where I got shot in the ass. Oh, so that's why Flora was all over that first aid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's your there's your plug for uh, audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. Get uh, Brian Cranston reading The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. And also, Lana, that was poetry. As a matter of fact, I'm actually setting this letter aside so that I can keep it with me always. Not joking. Putting it over here. Because that was awesome. You want to know it's a really fun thing you can do in somebody's house when they have pint glasses that have UK on them? You can get post-it notes and um, write a D and an E so it says Duke on the side. And it's great. It just works so well. It's one of the few perfect things in the world. Much like you, Lana. Thank you so much. In the future, in the dreams, I'd like to be a little more heroic and a little less gluttony. So try to work on your subconscious on that one, please. Oh, Flora. How'd that taste? Lana. (laughs) I'd like everyone just take five. Not so fast, Lana. (laughs) Time out here. Let's take a time out real quick. This 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 goes out to Lana. Lana, I'm not going to judge you based on <laughs> I just don't need that. based on your love or hate of a sports team. I'll judge you based on the type of person you are. <laughs> and if you want to talk sports, I can. Nope. Always, I could. I can leave my my <laughs> my heart uh, to the side so we can talk about whatever you want. I think without was- being like, no, they suck because they're not as good as Kentucky. I think she was really clear that, that, that you shouldn't just, she just cause I feel like she's going to shank you. Hey, is this you and me and Lana? No, this is, <laughs> this is me and Lana. That's what a timeout is, dude. Stop buttoning oh. in the huddle. Stop buttoning in the huddle. <laughs> so I just ask you, don't judge me based on uh, what team I, I cheer for because it's not a reflection of who I am as a person. You can still like me, but if you don't want to, that's okay. No harm, no foul. And remember, I did first aid on your butt. <laughs> is the T is the TO over? Is this back to Yes. Okay, we're back at it. Okay, I'm going back into timeout oh, with Lana. Lana, when we do our live show, when you, you know, I want you to come out to the show. I will pay for your ticket. The, the whopping five or ten bucks it'll cost. I don't know. We'll make it worth your while. 
And then I'm going to ask him a leading question about the University of Kentucky. And when he starts to answer it, I want you to rush the stage and tackle him, knocking him backwards over in his chair. That will be the greatest moment of my life. I will. I'm still in T.O. I am in T.O. Hey, once I realized the rules, I respected them. I'm in timeout, sir. You stopped. I'm in timeout. You stopped. I'm in timeout. A timeout's not over until I declare it. That's why I asked you politely. I still win. Timeout was over. I I still win. Well, guess what? I get tackled by a girl. I still win. Timeout's over. Oh, you don't have anything to say now? You got nothing to say? I get tackled by a girl. So win, win, bro. Win, win. You know, there's a difference between good attention and bad attention. We have so much more listener mail. Lana, thank you. <laughs> Tackle Flora. <laughs> but first aid. <laughs> All right. What else? What else? What else we got here? I've got, oh, continuing continuing on our uh, uh, loon, loon. Um, Lana Luna? La, uh, Luna Lana? Lana Lunar Kitty. Oh, arigato gozaimasu, Luna Kitty. We're on a, a loon spree. Yeah, we are. Lunar Kitty says that we have taken uh, most of the puns recently. That's too bad. Oh, but uh, Lunar Kitty did discover a book that we that uh, we might like called "The Strange Affair of Spring Hill Jack." Oh, by Mark Hodder. Uh, is it erotic fan fiction? How can it not be? <laughs> you can't tell that guy's history with it. Apparently, it's on Audible. Sweet. Wow, we're yeah. Getting- Thank you guys for doing all of our work for us. Yeah. Even even if you didn't get the audible from us, it's it's good to know because yeah. we'll we'll go on there and check that. But sh- you should feel a little bad know. for not getting it from us. I'm just a little. Thank you, Luna Kitty. Thank you. Arigato, well, I guess that's it for the 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 the, uh, the Lu Lu La Lu Lurs. Actually, I have a feeling that the lunar train might come back around to the station. Sweet. Keep it trucking. Because we have the Adam Firstman. The firstman writes thusly, Guten Tag once again, gentlemen. I bring you good news from Casa del Versman. Yeah, that's some authentic German for you. <laughs> In that he's got a new job as Eine Private Investigaten. Ooh. Yeah, okay, that's as far as I'm going to go with the German thing. Uh, all is not well, though, as my very first case has me rather stumped. Buckle in. This is about to get dark as shit. Oh my. Apparently, there's a serial killer around where I live, and a grieving widow is paying me to investigate. Some sicko is killing people by torturing them to death by puncturing their vital organs with numerous small splinters of wood. The only lead I have is that so far, every victim's body has been found clutching a leather bound copy of the book, The Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> Creepy, right? Anyway, the news has been calling this string of killings the Splinter Steinbeck murders. <laughs> As always, sorry, he's not sorry. Adam Verstman, truly. Truly. The worst man. man. Yeah, thank you, Donka. You are the worst man. Nine guys. Nine guys. This one comes, I'm I'm guessing, all the way from Egypt. (laughs) For it is Anubis Ankh. All one word. Anubis Ankh? Anubis Ankh. He's thinking, dude, just just because it's one word doesn't mean you have to say it faster. It could just be Anubis Ankh. Anubis Ankh. Anubis Ankh. Anubis Ankh. There was this unexplained grisly murder in January of 1922. I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but an entire family was found brutally slain and stacked on their back porch. Gross. The strangest thing is that although there had been a series of rain and snowstorms, the entire area directly around the bodies was completely dry. What? It's become known as the Winter Dry Deck Murders. 
<laughs> it's probably the body's shielding from the moisture. All right, shut up. Oh. <laughs> oh, very nice. And a, a fun show suggestion. And this is great. It says, love the show. Love the show. My 15-year-old daughter gets so excited when we get in the car and I turn on blurry photos. Sweet. Yeah! <laughs> that is awesome. See, that's why we bleep out the, the dirty bits. That's right. The dirty bits. Dirty bits. Dirty bits. Thank you, Anubis Ankh. And thank Anubis Ankh's daughter for being awesome yeah. and recognizing coolness. Isis Ankh. Uh, maybe? We don't get to say that word anymore. Oh. Yeah. Yep. I uh, didn't think that would be. Yeah. Bast Ankh. <laughs> Sekhmet Ankh. <laughs> no one oh, listens like Bast Ankh. <laughs> <laughs> no one goes to high school like Bast Ankh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, God. I'm so glad we're done with all the... Oh, it's Luna. Oh, Luna. That's we, right. The, the, the Lana, Luna, Luna Kitty. The, and now just straight up Luna, Luna mother lickers and lock in because we're going for a long ride. A Luna lock in. Luna writes, dear masters, Flora and Stecco. Don't think it's favoritism. It's just alphabetical. So can pump the brakes. D flow. Why is this? Why is this a hate on David show? I, I can't remember. You alphabetical name and your sports affiliation. <laughs> yeah. Um, first and foremost, a drink suggestion. Someone wrote to you uh, and suggested a rare uh, Eagle Rare. Uh, it's all right, I guess, if you're a 23-year-old woman that needs bourbon so you can down the bottle to impress your cute software developer roommate of your friend. Whoa. This sounds pretty specific. Did <laughs> Luna, did a girl hurt your feelings? Because you can tell me. But uh, girls, you don't have to down the whole bottle. You just have to drink it like one sip without wincing. That's it. That's all you have to. That's the minimum dosage to impress any dude. And even then, they're not really concerned about it. No, they're just glad you're there. How simple is that? Uh, But once you've moved on to the next stage of courtship. And if they can do first aid on your butt or not. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Um, should never have said where you got shot. Should never have done that. Huge mistake, Lana. Um, (laughs) but once you've moved on to the next stage of courtship, whether it be sweet hookups or trying to drown your first rejection, I'd highly suggest Willet single barrel bourbon. It's a good sipping bourbon that pairs well with Netflix and departments that are slightly out of your price range. Hmm. Yes. Thank you, sir. I feel like that should have a little, little hat tip to that. Um, and moving onward. Uh, it feels like you should come up with a nickname to distinguish the, the IRL name of Luna. Oh, Luna writes, I feel like I should come up with a nickname to distinguish my name of Luna from the nicknames of other listeners. Well, clearly we've had a, a big rush on that, but we'll, we'll, we'll do that job for you. But I'm afraid that that would be the first step of a slippery slope that leads to the Kaiser winning. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, most things do. Uh, how about some not so superpowers? <laughs> Telekinesis. The ability to summon delicious Jewish pastries with the mystical powers of the mind. <laughs> Side effects include high cholesterol, <laughs> chub rub, whoa, and weird poops. I don't, I don't know what chub rub is. I don't want it, but I want to know what it is. <laughs> you might want it after you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this? When the new Star Trek movie came out, there was an outcry among the fans at the casting of bumblebee cabbage patch in the role of Khan. Yeah. Some fans were so angry that they started a protest protest group on various message boards. They called themselves the order of the olden Khan. Oh, what's that from Flora? Golden Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just checking. 
Luna gives us a heads up that uh, right now, at this second, is the time to buy Mothman stock. Sell Slenderman. Oh. Buy Mothman stock. <laughs> because it's about to go through the roof. There's a portentous creature that shows up uh, at your house at night before your favorite pair of jeans gets incurably torn. They call him the Clothman. A writer for Seinfeld thought that the soup Nazi would offend some viewers and tried really hard to get the moniker changed to the Brothman. Brothman? There was a man so obsessed with the uh, ancient Egyptian mythology that he got subdermal implants to make his head look more like an ibis. Now he wants everyone to call him Thothman. Some writers say that they wanted to give the Flash a humorous sidekick that was always slowing him down. Luckily, all the department heads quickly vetoed Slothman. Slothman? (laughs) There's an old guy in the town who's kind of stuck in the 1980s phase, perpetually sporting leopard print pants, denim jackets, and big hair with crappy bleach. Everyone just calls him the David Lee Rothman. Rothman? Okay. Due to some dark magic or perhaps some medicine left over from the 1940s, there was a boy born in Maine that had a number of genetic defects. His arms and legs were boneless. The digits of his feet and hands were elongated and tapered. And he was born with too many eyes and split pupils. He became a bit of a tourist attraction, eventually setting up a shop for himself as a roadside attraction. He makes a decent living as the Yog Sathothman. <laughs> There's a local hipster cafe that doesn't actually serve coffee. They only serve milk and toppings. They call it the Frothman. Oh, oh my God. It's a, wow. This is a marathon. I okay. hope somebody's cashing in. A brief interruption to simply say that Nikola Tesla ain't no joke. <laughs> He's so right. Wow. Luna also hits, up, uh, hits us up with some fascinating facts about real, like, posts on like message boards about like witch groups that for a uh, fun example uh how about they put some special herbs in soup kitchens to make the homeless feel full longer these things happen if you're a witch i don't know really but i don't know but dude luna dropped a dump truck on us unfortunately we don't have time to get through the whole thing because this this episode is already getting real top heavy <laughs> and so, bottom heavy oh so man. much so i have to do butt first aid <laughs> jesus god so thank all of you for writing we we thought we had caught up but you guys write so well that we have more to do so uh we if we didn't read it this time we will read it next time sorry for the long delay luna because this was uh you sent us this some time ago so i don't know what the hell happened there but we don't know so glad we got to it now um and don't forget the following fun facts uh we already covered audible that was great yeah please leave us a review of the five star variety on iTunes. That's um, right. I think we're at, what, or, 71 reviews right now in toto? So uh, I think our most recent review is just like some three-star calamity that I think that we should bury with five-star joy. <laughs> That's just my idea. I don't know. I'm not the boss of you, but that'd be pretty cool. Also, uh, follow us on Twitter. Blurry underscore photos at Twitter. We are also... Uh, on the faces book right ever heard of it uh we're getting pretty good at responding to that i mean we're getting quite nimble yeah and um we're also um uh chugging along on youtube yes uh there's it's it's just the episodes again no no big deal but if you've you've got a gmail account or any kind of google youtube anything you can subscribe to us on there yeah always helps and don't forget there is a donate button there on is. the website. We still, uh, well, well, we still have uh, time to uh, to vote for us for the uh, podcast awards. That's but right. But don't forget to do that. You know, vote early, vote often. That's, That's what we're doing. Right. Yep, once a day or once every 24 hours. Yep. Once from every IP address. Either once a day or once every 24 hours, whichever works better man. for you. Yep, vote uh, vote uh, as yeah. much as you can. Do Please. it, do it, do it. I mean, we're, we are... 
we we are like the Battle of Thermopylae holding yeah. back. I mean, we're we're, we're the darkest we're, of horses. We're up against Neil deGrasse Tyson. I I want him, and I maybe I mentioned this before. I want him to to write his name backwards on his shoe, so that when he kicks my ass as hard as he's going to, I'll at least have his autograph. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's so fun. So but, thank you everyone for yeah. just getting us nominated with these amazing people that we personally love and look up to. It's just fun to make them roll around in the mud with us. And thank you for for listening and downloading and everything you do. Everything yeah. we we very much appreciate. We couldn't have gotten to fourth to four seasons without you. Absolutely we right. We could have got a, a revamped website or a store that's opening any day now. All of this stuff is because you guys are magnificent and and we are going to just make more things. Like yeah. the better this does, the more we get to do but yeah we've got we've got some fun surprises we've got some some pretty concrete things that we're that we're hammering out we're just gonna build our tiny little wicked empire wicked Ma- not wiccan by the way <laughs> eh, i'm not excluding anybody oh it's built on the puns See how that you've sent come? in <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all very much yep and that'll do it for this episode of blurry photos i have been dovate flora nice and i have been dave and dracht Stecko. <laughs> You've been lo- lo- Yolo Margaret. <laughs> yeah, I've been Yolo Mar- Morgenberg. <laughs> Yolo bye. 